You're listening to Amphibicast. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining me again. In tonight's episode, I want to discuss some of the different types of enclosures that are available to hobbyists and some of the pros and cons that goes along with each type. There's quite a few options out there nowadays, and everyone from beginners to advanced keepers will have different tastes and requirements when it comes to the animals that they keep or the ones that they intend to keep. So if you're a beginner to the hobby, I hope this rundown gives you some perspective, and I hope you take something positive away from it. I learned pretty much on my own through trial and error, so I hope that by sharing some of my insights, you might save yourself some unnecessary aggravation and hopefully save some time. As a beginner, you might also find that your preferences will change with time, and I can tell you from personal experience that mine did as well. I will say, though, that beginners have more choices now than they did when I started off in the hobby, you know, a thousand years ago, and there's so there's a whole host of things to choose from, but... Regardless of what you pick, the most important thing to keep in mind is that you always want to aim to master the animal's husbandry needs, regardless of which type of enclosure you choose. So keep that in your mind. As far as advanced hobbyists go, we should really note that most of us have developed some very specific preferences in terms of what works best, and this is a function of years and years of experience. The hobby has advanced over the years, and so have the tastes of hobbyists. So there are enclosure types that many advanced hobbyists do gravitate to, but these enclosure types are generally a function of their input and really just the market kind of feeding off of what's generally considered to be the most user-friendly or the, the best type of enclosure. However, there isn't one specific enclosure type that defines someone as an advanced hobbyist, so don't assume that using a specific enclosure type automatically establishes you as an advanced hobbyist or if you are an advanced hobbyist and you're using a more utilitarian type of setup it doesn't work that way you know if your animals are doing well they're thriving they're reproducing they're content in their environment that's really the benchmark but i will say that there are some enclosures out there that are better than others and again advanced keepers generally have developed those as a function of just years and years of experience so Keep that in the back of your head that you don't necessarily need to do everything that the advanced hobbyist does, but on the whole, those types of vivariums are generally created to make life easier as a function of their, you know, their own trial and error. I also do want to note, though, before we get started, that when it comes to vivarium builds, many of us do like to do our own builds, and I must say everyone is not necessarily comfortable with that, and some people really aren't that great at it, and that's totally cool, you know, that's not inside everyone's comfort zone and that's fine. So don't be hard on yourself if you're not up to doing an elaborate custom build with a, you know, a stunning hardscape and water features and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, that stuff is great if you can master it and it's visually appealing. But remember, those elements aren't necessarily always required. You know, you don't necessarily need to have that waterfall and that fogger and all that stuff. So focus on the animal's care. And again, if a utilitarian type of setup works better for you and works better for your animals doesn't make you a bad keeper. In fact, there's plenty of amazing people out there who keep dart frogs and other amphibians in relatively utilitarian enclosures. So don't beat yourself up if it's not super beautiful. The important thing is that it works. So starting off at number one, I wanted to begin with aquariums, good old glass aquariums. And long ago in the days before modern vivariums, we had very little in the way of choices when it came to housing amphibians. There really wasn't anything commercially available that was designed with amphibians in mind and really nothing to speak of that was designed with dart frogs in mind. 
Amphibian keeping was still in its infancy back in the 80s and 90s, and since many of the amphibians available back in the old days were aquatic or semi-aquatic, well, aquariums seemed to make the most sense for most species. Aquariums essentially became the go-to enclosure and stayed that way for pretty much every amphibian and reptile, for that matter, for a long time. The rationale back then was essentially, well, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. And since aquariums are relatively cheap in the smaller sizes, such as the 10, 20, and 55 gallons, they stayed on as a mainstay. And it really wasn't until later on when the front-opening terrariums became available here in the U.S. and elsewhere that the thought process behind keeping began to change. For all intents and purposes, though, aquariums do still work fairly well for most amphibians, with dart frogs in particular. However, there are, there are some pros and there are some cons to aquariums, and why don't we discuss some of the pros first. Well, pros, aquariums can be pretty cheap, especially if you catch them on sale, and there is a big box store here in the U.S. that does these types of sales every few months, and you, if you can catch one of the sales, you can pay as little as a dollar a gallon up to... Uh, it depends on the depends on the location, but sometimes up to 55 gallons. So uh, a tank that might cost 60, 80, 100 dollars US, you might get for 40, 50 dollars, which is a pretty good bargain. I must admit, I hate big box stores for anything other than buying dog food and crickets, but sales like these do catch my attention. And if you do have the opportunity to get one of these aquariums and you think that it's going to be the best situation for you, that's a situation you might want to capitalize on. Another pro is that aquariums are pretty tough. They can be drilled for drainage and misting, etc. As long as the glass isn't tempered. And if you're not familiar with tempered glass, uh, go on a YouTube video and watch someone try to drill or cut tempered glass. It is not pretty. The stuff basically shatters into a million pieces. So uh, avoid anything tempered. I've heard different things from different aquarium manufacturers that they might use a tempered pane for the bottom of the aquarium. So... If you are going to drill it, you might want to take it to an aquarium shop if you're not sure. If not, I mean, again, a 10-gallon, $10 tank uh, isn't too much of an investment if you want to drill it. And you, you break it, you could always get another one. On to a few cons. My biggest issue with aquariums is the fact that all the maintenance and care has to be done from the top. And I will say that I kind of shot myself in the foot a few years back doing a large set of builds. I, I did four builds. They were each 40 gallon breeders and I built them into this sort of custom cabinet setup that I made. Well, I failed to take that into account. The fact that the tanks were really only accessible from the top and it made maintenance difficult. And I had to make custom tops, obviously with custom glass. And I had this little technique that I used for making uh, short sections of screen. But in retrospect, I wish that I would have used a front opener, particularly for these tanks because they were high up on the display. So if you're going to put a tank that's kind of high up, you're going to have to stand on a stool or something like that. It might kind of be a pain. So in that regard, you might want to consider your placement of the tank. I have to stand on a stool and do a lot of unnecessary reaching around, which is for me a bit aggravating. But I will say, though, that all in all, the build was much cheaper than a front opener, considering that a comparable front opener, excuse me, a front opener in that size would have cost me about maybe $300 plus, whereas the 40 breeder on sale cost me $40. So again, pick and choose your battles. If you're concerned about budget, aquarium's a good choice. Practicality, well, maybe there are some better ones. Uh, another con is ventilation, which kind of goes hand in hand with what I just said. If you don't have a screen top, which really 
Most of us in the dart frog hobby don't use a full screen top. We use something with some kind of ventilation restriction or we have the glass partially obstructing it. But the big problem with the regular aquariums is condensation obscuring your view. So that's where I could kind of see this being a con. And it's not necessarily going to be a problem for everyone, but you're going to have to stick your hand down in there and really wipe off that condensation or incorporate some fans which might make it a little bit more complicated, but it's something to consider. Tanks are more temperamental than vivariums that have been designed exclusively for frogs. Amphibians are specifically dart frogs. So uh, you might have to be a bit creative to get rid of that unwanted condensation and your maintenance. So, you know, if you're in your uncle's basement and he's got that old 65-gallon bow front that you think will look great as a dart frog tank, yeah, it might work pretty well. But remember, you might have to be sticking your arm all the way down in there to wipe that slime and that algae off the base of the substrate. And you're going to want to consider your ventilation in terms of how you're going to maybe get some fans in there, maybe change the ventilation up. And then also things like training, uh, trimming plants and doing basic maintenance. Yeah, it's much easier to do it from the front, but it can definitely be done in aquariums if you have some more patience. One last statement about, about aquariums, though, is the smaller sizes, the 10s and the 20s, uh, yeah, you can keep smaller frogs in them great, really, with like no problem whatsoever. And they do make great grow-out containers. They're cheap. They can be broken down. You know, if you want to completely trash an aquarium and then just bleach it, start over again, it's much easier than some of the larger sizes. So if you're into like a big 75-gallon, 100-gallon build, remember that thing's going to be pretty heavy. So breaking it down and moving it isn't necessarily going to be that easy. But with the smaller sizes, it's it's pretty straightforward. So they do get one last pro in terms of the ability to, to move around and price and utilitarian situations when they get to the smaller sizes. Next, I wanted to get onto the commercially available front openers. There's a few manufacturers out there that produce front opening enclosures, and specifically I'm referring to the prefabbed enclosures with doors that open in the front. Either they slide or they swing out. Some have singles doors, some have double doors. And they have some sort of a substrate, I guess you could call it a dam below the doors where you'd have room to put your false bottom and, you know, establish your substrate and your leaf litter, etc. The biggest pro here is the fact that these terrariums can be opened from the front. And this way you're not moving lights around. You don't have to reach over the top of the enclosure to do maintenance. You can trim, you can trim plants. You can really get your hands in there pretty much wherever you want without having to reach over as you would in a glass tank. Another nice thing about these is they they don't have to be modified tremendously. They're good at keeping fruit flies out, excuse me, fruit flies in as well as frogs in. And uh, that's a big bonus. Whereas like with the aquariums, sometimes you have a hard time getting the right fit. You have to make a mod and it doesn't always keep everything inside the way you wished it would. Some come with prefabricated backgrounds, which are great if you're not necessarily comfortable doing a build yourself. They're a little bit generic looking. I don't use them anymore. But again, if you want to have something that kind of comes with the vivarium as a package, uh, yeah, I could see that being a bonus. Some are also drilled for misting systems and drainage. There's a couple of manufacturers out there that do that. I will say, though, the quality varies depending on the manufacturer. So remember that quality isn't necessarily a function of price, but if you're shopping around for an enclosure that's designed specifically for dart frogs, uh, you will get what you pay for, which is good. There are some great manufacturers out there that have higher-end stuff available, which is generally high-regarded in the hobby as being pretty functional and almost like a one-stop shop type of situation. So the more expensive they get, the less modification you need to do yourself. 
they have essentially replaced aquariums really as the go-to enclosure for most herps and rightfully so. I mean, I, I'm going to say it over and over again and again, opening in the front makes life so much easier. They're also lighter, which is another pro. Like I said before, aquariums can be really, really heavy and that thing loaded up with water and a false bottom, etc., can be a nightmare to move. Whereas some of the lighter, the lighter front opening terrariums are much easier to move around, especially in the smaller sizes. One con, though, is the glass is thinner, so you're going to want to use caution when moving them around. Uh, like I said before, aquariums are more durable. Uh, these are not bad. You know, they're just the glass is thinner, so you might not be able to bump into something and recover the way you would with an aquarium. They can be drilled and plumbed, and there's a few great tutorials out there, but, you know, when in doubt, again, if you're going to invest in something that you're going to want to have drilled, if it doesn't come pre-drilled, if you're not comfortable doing it yourself, go to an aquarium store. They should be able to drill it for you. And for anyone out there who knows, you know, what I'm talking about, it's common to drill some kind of a drain hole and fit bulkheads into it if you're setting up something with, you know, a, a layer that you want, a drainage layer that you want to have actually drain outside the vivarium. It can be helpful, but it's not necessary. As far as availability goes, you can buy these things pretty much anywhere. A lot of the big box stores have them. Sometimes they can be sold as kit. I'm not a big fan of these beginner kits but they can be modified and become somewhat effective as far as the higher end front openers go it really depends on where you are in the world in europe the slider style models are available but you'd have to build your own here in the u.s but i'll get more on that later and as far as the u.s goes there's a few manufacturers that cater exclusively to dart frog hobbyists i, I will mention one by name in particular in situ uh, Bill Rodman's company, he makes vivariums that are tailored specifically for dart frog hobbyists. If you'd like to learn more about those, check out uh, episode nine that I did with Bill. Bill's vivariums are essentially like a home run. And if you kind of want everything that you could possibly need, and again, it's a function of a lot of advanced hobbyists kind of putting their heads together as well as Bill's engineering experience. Yeah, I would definitely say that this would be kind of like the top notch go-to aquarium. They do come in a certain number of sizes, so uh, depending on what you're looking for, uh, it could definitely be uh, the answer to quite a few different types of situations. Next, we're going to get into plastic tubs, which have kind of gotten a bit of a bad reputation, but I don't think that it's deserved, and let me explain why. I think that a lot of our perceptions in terms of what constitutes a good enclosure are a lot of its function of what we, we perceive to be aesthetically pleasing. We tend to think that animals can only be happy in these elaborate zoo-like displays where they're visible, kind of, you know, frolicking and going about their business in some sort of frog paradise. Well, like it or not, these frogs don't need to see us to be happy, and there's nothing wrong with an opaque tub as long as all the other care requirements are met. Tubs are cheap, they're available pretty much everywhere, and they're great at holding in humidity. They're probably the best, actually, because many of them seal with a top that is either has some sort of a gasket in it or whatever. And um, they're light, they're easy, they're very easy to modify with the most basic of tools. So if you're not up to modifying a glass enclosure, uh, a tub is a great stepping stone. Con side though, like I said, you don't have the visibility, which can be a buzzkill, especially if you've just got you know a pair of frogs that you're kind of excited about. But there are times when tubs are preferred, and here's a few situations where they are. Number one is quarantine. Plastic tubs are great for quarantining new acquisitions. They're probably even better than, you know, a 10, 20 gallon aquarium. They restrict visibility, which is good for stress frogs. Uh, they can be easily broken down and sterilized if needed. They're light as air. 
try that with a 75 gallon <laughs> or or even a 36 by 24 front opening vivarium and you'll 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 see the difference uh they make great garage containers for froglets and they come in a lot of smaller sizes which make it easier to mount on our juveniles so a 10 gallon tank here in the u.s is uh, what is it, about like 12 inches by 24 you might be able to get something in a tub that's similar dimensions but might be a little bit lower I've even seen people modify larger tubs with sliding doors to create a viewing area, which is also possible. Uh, I've seen people do this primarily with chondro pythons and even geckos, but if you're up for it, I've seen a few videos out there on YouTube that you could very easily convert a opaque plastic tub to something that has a little bit more of a viewing area. Uh, they're cheap. Like I said, if you screw up the build, you're not going to be out more than a few dollars, but while we're on the subject of that... Um, Let's talk a little bit about conversion kits, and that's the next topic I wanted to get on to get into here. Conversion kits. Okay, well, there's many different types of conversion kits available for purchase, at least here in the U.S. For the purpose of this discussion, though, I'm only going to talk about the ones that are kind of like pre-made. Uh, usually, they're made out of plexiglass or some sort of similar plastic that has been laser cut to allow for venting. It has a hinge door with a handle and attaches to most standard aquariums with silicone. And as a reminder, always use aquarium-safe silicone or something without mold inhibitors. The end product of one of these conversion kits is essentially a hybrid aquarium-type front-opening terrarium type of setup with the aquarium reoriented, usually to sit on its side instead of its bottom for more of a vertical orientation. Uh, some people will set them top-wise for a more vertical. Some people will set them sideways for a more horizontal. Some pros, the conversion kits are a comparatively cheap way to reconfigure an old aquarium from horizontal to vertical. Uh, if you have a few old 10, 20, or 40 gallons sitting around, this method might actually be cheaper than tossing them and purchasing some new front openers. This is also a great option outside of the U.S., and I know in Australia this is a pretty popular method, and if you haven't checked out uh, my man Dean from Vivscape, he's done some very impressive conversions for his tree frogs. So check out his YouTube channel if you're interested. Although I must admit, uh, his are kind of custom jobs where he cuts his own glass, etc. So it's a bit more advanced than one of the store-bought conversion kits that you'd buy. But it's definitely worth checking out. But we'll get into custom builds a little bit later. Uh, some cons of the, of the uh, conversion kits. Most of the conversion kits are either plexiglass, acrylic, or polycarbonate, etc. And these are all plastics which scratch really really easily and they're prone to discoloration and warping from uv exposure and heat although different manufacturers and materials are going to be better than others i messed around with a uh, with an acrylic plexiglass top for a vivarium and after being under the lights for a couple of weeks the whole thing bowed and basically became useless so you might want to consult with the manufacturer first if you're going to be adding any kind of strong lighting for plants etc so they are prone to warping uvb exposure etc but uh, again pick and choose your battles i personally hate it when surfaces are easily scratched and difficult to clean so that could definitely be one of the cons you know like i said they do scratch easily and if you're going to get in there and try to scrub something especially with a sponge or even a brillo pad or a razor blade we use on glass um yeah you could basically destroy the whole physical <laughs> appearance of the thing so use caution also, I must admit, most would probably need to be modified for dog frogs really to prevent fruit flies from escaping. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how you'd accomplish this, but if you do figure a way out, I'd love to hear it. 
in theory, ventilation should be okay given that many of the available kits, they're kind of cut with top and bottom vents to allow for cross ventilation. So in theory, you shouldn't get a lot of condensation on the front the way I mentioned earlier with a regular aquarium in the standard position. Personally, though, I will admit I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do this type of method for dart frogs, but for tree frogs, I think it could work great. Uh, I mean, the only reason is because I have, you know, I don't particularly like the fact that the plexiglass scratches and fruit fly escapes could be a problem. But if you're keeping a decent sized species of tree frog and you want to convert a 40 breeder or 20 long or whatever, uh, yeah, I could see that. I can see that, you know, working out for you because um, I actually did buy one for a, a crested gecko enclosure and 10 gallon it ran me about $40 American. And I've seen some of the larger sizes, the $80 conversion kits for like the 40 breeders. Uh, again, decide what works for you. If it's in your budget and you want to try a conversion kit, I, I don't really see anything averse to it. And if you want to get a little bit more involved, like I said, there are some pretty good YouTube videos out there uh, in terms of how you want to customize an aquarium a little bit further if those conversion kits don't suit your needs. Last topic I want to get into, and obviously there are, this topic's kind of a, a, a broad topic here, but we'll call it custom builds. And custom builds here in the US are common because we don't have the so-called Euro sliders that are common in Europe. So again, to my European listeners out there, you, you guys are always kind of ahead of us in terms of the game here. So uh, of course, you also want what you don't have. So what happens then? Well, you have to kind of custom build your own enclosure. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Euro sliders, they're a popular design that has a substrate dam, sliding glass doors with front access, and all the other bells and whistles that make maintenance and viewing easy. They're usually sized also to fit on racks. And if you've ever bought a baker's rack that's 48 by 24 inches in the hopes that you can get a pair of 24 wide by 24 wide enclosures uh, on there and fit, you're in there for a surprise. Uh, they won't fit because of the posts on either end of the baker's rack. So some of these are actually sized as being like 23 inches by 23, which allows two of them to fit side by side. And whether you custom build these yourself or you have someone else manufacture them for you, these are generally designed to be used in a fairly large collection, really just because of the way that they stack and the way that they sit side by side on standard racks. And as for the other types of enclosures that aren't sized this way, well, again, memo came kind of late. Dart froggers like things organized. And when you buy two enclosures to sit side by side neatly on a rack, well, they, they better freaking fit. So again, if that's your concern, go with a custom enclosure. It might be a little bit more involved. You might have to custom order one that's built for your specifications, or if you're going to have to do it, build it yourself. I mean, I'm not necessarily going to get into how to build these enclosures because there's enough content out there on the subject. Uh, YouTube is really busting with these types of videos. So if you're looking for it, you should be able to find it. And if done right, custom builds can really give you exceptional results. You're able to kind of tailor the vivarium to your own needs, your own spatial uh, you know, your own spatial constraints and your own budget. But I will say if you are going to do an enclosure, unless you've got a tremendous amount of scrap glass laying around, uh, you know, be prepared to, to screw up a couple of times because my custom builds that I did, which aren't anything particularly amazing, I'm talking about mostly tops. Uh, yeah, I've probably broken $700, several hundred dollars worth of uh, glass before I got it right. So uh, if you are going to do a custom, my advice would be to try and do a small one. Try to do like a, maybe like a 10 gallon size first, and um, see once you get the methods down before you go and upsize to something else. So, 
All right, again, this was kind of a short one. I figured I'd give you guys just a quick rundown because I've been thinking about enclosure sizes and methods lately. So, again, I hope you took something uh, positive away from it. And uh, good luck with your build. Catch up with you guys again soon.